Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. I love my shoes. I love my shoes. I love my shoes. I want to f*** Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Damn, I hope y'all missed us because we have an absolute barn burner on your hands this week. I'm D Jones. I got my main man, the ghost, with me. As always, we got the mad scientist, Ants One, behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, Ghost, tell them how big of an episode we have this week, man. Holy shit. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's a burning <laughs> barn coming straight at you. Still, bro. Big interview with Mark Humanick, another bronze legend doing it big. Mr. Smooth himself, you know what I'm saying? Dope trick selection. Big fans and hype to get him on the pod. Then we take in y'all to the post office. A little Chad Dixon hate? What? Wait, what? Someone's coming no. at our boy Chad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep listening to find out. And then we take you now straight to the rundown where we're talking trouble in paradise, Miami. What's going on, Jimmy Butler? UD? Yo, a little MVP discussion and Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Damn, the 305's popping. <laughs> no state tax makes a big difference, baby. We moving down there next. Uh, <laughs> make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And then our website, TheBuntLive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. You know exactly what it is, man. We all over social media. It's that time. Only one man can obtain all the knowledge the skate world has to offer week in and week out and give you his pick of the week. And we call it the ghost shout out of the week. Let's hear it, man. Oh, man. couple big ones. First and foremost, you know, Ashad where just that mm. dude. You know, he probably comes up the most in rapid fire for most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. 10 minutes of footage. How could you be mad? Now, my theory, and it's not rocket science, is that he's going for <laughs> another Sodi. You know what I'm saying? And to me, this was somewhat of a footage dump. He was just, he's just pressing the reset button. And because that was a bunch of footy in other Nikes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, only a few clips in his new shoes so i'm guessing he's coming in hot rest of the year uh blazing in his new shoes and uh gonna make a push for a second sodi and i'm all here for it but i still love this part even though some clips i just felt like he was just like let me just get as much shit out there and start this campaign right um there's some people where even if you feel like it's throwaway for them it's just their style's so good you're just enjoying watching it regardless my favorite clip was that pop shove nose grind on that huge round rail psycho shit 
shout out Ashad. And the other one that I forgot to mention the other week was uh, Shrimp Blunt, man. Our oh. boy, Shane, Heil, legend. Uh, Shake Junt is for the people, just like the bunt. It was just a feel-good video. So many homies. When I picture the bunt video, I picture it just being a fun, easy watch with a bunch of homies just like that. That was super inspiring. Uh, shout out to Shake Junt and Shane, man. Big shout out to our homie, Hurricane Shane. The brain trust here at the bunt had a big discussion over iShot's 10-minute part. You know, I came in hot. I was, I wouldn't say disappointed in it, but like Safe said, you know, questioning whether some of it was a bit of a footage dump. And then someone had to point out to me that there was 10 minutes of footage. 10 minutes. That's absolutely insane, man. I shot doesn't stop. And if it, that's just a dump and he's saving more and he's pushing for Sodi, we are in for quite the year of I shot, man. I can't wait. Bro, that Nolly flip over the rail front side? Holy that don't, shit. Oh, that ain't right. <laughs> that shit ain't right. So, like we said, Mark Humanek in the building. Bronze legend. His parts as smooth as they come, man. There's only one thing left to do before we get into the interview. Yeah. You know what it is, man. The, the way to our hearts is through our belly here at the Bunt, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's make her pizza. Ghost, tell me what we're having for lunch. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to start it off, spark it with a Dr. Pepperoni. You know what I'm saying? With some of that mm, spicy dipping sauce they pop in these days. Maybe a little salad to front like I'm a baby gem salad. You know what I'm saying? It's not all poundage over here. Is that a word? I don't know. But slide me a couple chocolate chip cookies on the way out, and I'm good, baby. Oh, man. Maker Pizza. Order online through the app available on iOS and Android or head in store. Downtown Queens, Spadina, Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence, Bloor West, Gerard and Carla. But stop by any shop, tack on that poundage, just like the ghost said. <laughs> Maddie Matheson, tell them what you're working with when you order Maker Pizza, baby. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping, man. All right, y'all, we got Mark Humanick in the building. Did I nail that last name or what? Yeah, that was it. It's Humanick. How you like that, Seifa? Okay, respect, respect. I didn't think you had it. All right, all right. So we start every show off the same, man. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. You're probably a huge sports guy, eh? I'm not really into sports, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a phase when I was younger where I like I was super into basketball. Yeah. Because the New Jersey Nets were my team. I'm from New Jersey. Sick. But uh, yeah, like Jason Kidd, like he was my dude for sure. Oh. And then, That's uh, dope. but dude, they became like the Brooklyn Nets, and then I just like lost interest, and I just like stopped caring. So I didn't have like, yeah. a team to root for anymore. That's fair. I don't know. So that's pretty much the extent of my uh, my sports. <laughs> Lives and dies with the New Jersey Nets. Yeah, the Nets. You guys still got the Devils. The Devils are still kicking. Yeah, we do. I don't really pay attention though. And what about your favorite skate moment? I don't even know, really. I guess just, like, do you ever have those, like, realizations when you're, like, in a foreign country? You're like, holy shit, like, 
how did I get here? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. you like you you take one moment, you're like, you look around, you're like, whoa, like how am I here right now? I guess just just like those moments when we were on trips, and I was just like, damn, this is awesome. Like I'm just here, just skating, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like yeah. going to like Japan and shit like that. Like that was awesome, you know. Oh well, we we know what you mean. Everyone who's traveled, hopefully, aren't taking it for granted and realize how special those moments are. Yeah, yeah. Take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up, and how'd you get into skating? Uh, I grew up in Tom's River, New Jersey. It's actually right next to the uh, the Jersey Shore. If you're familiar, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, the one town over, like inland from uh, from seaside. But yeah, I just got into skating through like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, really. Sick. Like I had like an older cousin who skated and he had the Tony Hawk game and I kind of just got into it through that. Classic. And like, it's pretty classic story, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, your favorite sports moment could have been when the situation headbutted the wall, yo. That <laughs> was in Italy, man. What? <laughs> that was when they were in Italy. I don't know, but, you know, did you watch Jersey Shore or were you just like, fuck this shit, making my hometown look bad? No, nah, I definitely watched it. Oh, okay, okay. You know, you know what's <laughs> Fuck. No, nah, it's like mad entertaining. Yeah. Dude, that episode is one of the, like, all-time best TV episodes ever when he has to stay home from the club and there's a shot of him sitting on the couch crying with the <laughs> neck brace on. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shit, that brings back good memories to Jersey Shore, man. You ever spend some time on the shore, man? What was that club they would always go to called? Oh, uh, I think Karma. Yeah, yeah that's I've it. been there before. Oh, yeah. Was it turn? <laughs> that shit is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, sick. but yeah, that's like where I like... I grew up like five minutes away from the beach, so... Sick. I was always spending time in Seaside. Like We would just skate around there as kids, like pretend we're like in a city or something because like you could just like lurk around like without a car and just like we were just little Mm -hmm. kids you know (laughs) dude that's sick man that's awesome (laughs) so what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry dude i don't know if i've even had a big break i don't know (laughs) (laughs) maybe this is it man maybe someone out there this is probably my big break yeah man (laughs) (laughs) so thank you yeah right I don't know, maybe being in the like the bronze video, the trust video. So I was like at the premiere and I didn't know that I was gonna be in it. Oh and shit. I was just like at the premiere and I like saw myself on the screen. I was like, oh shit, like I was hyped. <laughs> Damn, that's sick. I guess that I mean I guess that would be my definitive big break moment, really. Yeah. That well that's how we know you. We know you from the bronze videos for sure. Definitely. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier, but this is your first like skate related interview. Yeah. I've never done anything. Damn. Well, the industry's sleeping, bro, but we got you. You dig? <laughs> Big fans over here. Yeah, leave it Damn. to the bunt, man. <laughs> People are slipping. Damn, good looks. So, Matt Velez told me there was a rumor when you guys were kids that you kickflipped a 10 stair at 10 years old, kind of like that legendary Tosh Townend vibe from On Video. Any truth to that rumor? Yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> Damn! Dude, it was it was second try. Also, oh, what? <laughs> I have the footage somewhere. Like I can definitely, I have the footage for sure. We're gonna need that. Yeah. Ten stairs at ten years old. That's you must have been tiny, man. Yeah, it was a, 
It was a 10 stair and it landed into rocks and we had to put plywood down. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like, the first try, I just like bailed it. And the second try, I just like went all in and rode away. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like the happiest moment of my life. (laughs) Oh, that was a favorite skate moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that might be my favorite skate moment. Yeah. That's, uh, that's insane. But tell me this then, if you're kickflipping 10s at 10s, and anyone familiar with your skating now, uh, I'm not seeing 10 stairs getting hocked down anymore. What happened with the with the jumping days? Uh, just like having like injuries and shit. I just like mm. stopped jumping really. Uh, no, my hucking was uh, I was pretty much done hucking by the time I was like 16. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so I remember like my first real gnarly like ankle roll. Ooh. And uh. Yeah, it was just fucked. It took like a while to heal, and I was just done jumping after that. Really, mm-hmm. that's pretty like peak jumping too. Kick flipping ten at ten years old. Like how <laughs> how much sicker can the jumping get? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Tosh was fourteen at fourteen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Should have kept. Yeah, going. I remember that the on video. I yeah. love that shit. Dude, that was a, a complete measuring stick for every kid who watched that video. They're like, yeah. fuck, like, I'm 16, man. What am I going to fucking do? Like, can't kickflip this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, honestly, looking back now, if I had any foresight, I probably would have stopped jumping at 16 too, man. What the hell is the point of all that shit? Mm-hmm. Fucking hurts. Yeah. Are you, you still be jumping or what? Oh, yeah, he will really hell not, yeah not like <laughs> no not like crazy shit maybe like a skate park five star yeah these days i i follow the uh if you can't ollie up it like don't jump down it rule mm. like i'll skate like a three or four stair if i'm feeling it <laughs> but that's the that's pretty much the extent that's i like that model man <laughs> yeah that reminds me of paul liliani once pretty sure he was chirping me for like jumping down something and he's like why don't you just skate over shit it's like you know less impact and whatever and i was like man i don't have pop like it's not as simple as just skating over shit you know like some people can just pop over shit and get a clip without like killing themselves jumping down a gap but uh, yeah i would if i could basically dude i i got no pop either i got nothing so (laughs) i feel you (laughs) (laughs) it's annoying man having pop unlocks so many like clips i know i've ollie like one or two bump to bars in my life and that's pretty much i can't really ollie over shit i don't know it's just not there hey that's dope man yeah those are hard to come like easy ones are hard to come across in toronto so getting two under your belt that's dope (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you bought your first vx at 12 years old and from what we've heard, you pretty much mastered filming and editing. Uh, what made you move away from filming? That is true. Um, JP Blair, he's like one of the, uh, he filmed a lot of the early bronze videos. And I bought his broken VX1000 off of him when I was like, dude, yeah, I had to have been like 11 or 12. It was insane. That's crazy. But like, uh, yeah, the camera like didn't even work. Like, the colors would just be completely pink or green. You had to just, like, keep smacking the side of the camera for it to, like, just snap back into reality, you know? Yeah. But uh, I was just a huge nerd on uh, skate perception. Do you guys know about that? 
No. Really? Never heard of that? It was like a, a message board for like filmers, basically. Oh. And like no. everyone just like taught everyone like the proper way how to film and stuff. I don't know. Everyone would like critique their clips and stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. But like I was just like, I was definitely big on that message board. And it just like, I also just like watch Steve videos like constantly. So. But what? At some point you put the camera down? Yeah, pretty much. I would say once I was like 19 or 20, I just like, actually once me and Matt started uh, skating together, that was like when I stopped filming and he just started filming. (laughs) (laughs) You teach him the ways? Dude, he definitely, yeah, when Matt first started filming, he had like a shitty ass, uh, like HD setup. It was like a (laughs) shitty like DSLR, you know? Mm-hmm. And this was like 2012, so like VX was like still like reign supreme kind of to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like still the shit. So I like convinced Matt. I was like, dude, you gotta get a VX, and like we'll actually like film for real. Like I can't film with this like <laughs> this DSLR garbage, you know. <laughs> so he ended up getting a VX, and I like taught him like how to how to set the colors and white balance and shutter speed and the presets and all that. Oh, that's sick, man! And look at him now. The rest is history. He's, you know. <laughs> That's what's up. Now he's paid filmer. <laughs> so, like we said earlier, everyone knows you from the bronze videos. How did you get hooked up with that squad, man? It's basically through uh, JP Blair. Like I said earlier, he filmed like a lot of the early videos. And I've actually known him from Jersey, like since I was like 10 years old. He used to call me Baby Mark when I was like really little. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I knew him when I was really little, and then, like, 10 years later, like, when I was, like, 20 years old, we, like, reconnected and started, like, hanging out and skating together, and then uh, he actually introduced me to Paul Young, and then I started filming with Paul Young and shit, and then, uh, yeah, Paul was just, like, contributing footage to Bronze and everything, and, uh, yeah, so I had some footage with Paul and some footage with Matt, and they ended up sending it to Peter... And it got into the trust video. And like, yeah, that was pretty much it. I don't think I even knew Peter at the premiere, but he like still <laughs> used my footage. Oh, that's so <laughs> sick. Like I literally met him like at the premiere, I think. That's so beast. That must have been such a dope surprise. Yeah, I was fucking hyped though. Because I was like, I was into Browns from the start, you know. Sick. For sure. Yeah, so that was pretty much it. I don't know. Well, fast forwarding a bit to the present day bronze shit. Uh, you guys were just on a trip to San Francisco where the van got broken into and your passport, wallet, phone, ID all got stolen. What's the story there and how'd you get back to New York, man? Dude, it was fucking, it was hectic. But I knew like everyone told us like, yeah, don't leave your shit in the fucking van. But uh, we pulled up to Pier 7 one night because like it was our first time at Pier 7. Mm-hmm. And Matt pulled the van up, like, right onto Pier 7, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, the van is right there. It's right <laughs> next to us. Like, nothing's going to happen. And I ended up leaving my bag in the car. And then I was just skating. And at some point, Matt moved the car across the street. And I, like, wasn't thinking that, like, my bag was still in there. Fuck. So then, yeah, when we went back to the van, like, the whole window was busted, like... My all my shit was gone. My homie uh Justin's bag was gone. Like his camera got stolen. It was fucking. Fuck. Damn. It was a bummer. I just like focused my board immediately. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. that's the worst. That sucks. But uh, 
I don't know. I wasn't even like really looking at my phone that much. Like I never like look at my phone on trips. So it wasn't like I wasn't stressing too hard. I was just stressing about the fucking the passport and like my ID and shit. Mm-hmm. And then when I tried to fly home, like TSA just wouldn't let me board my flight because I just showed up at the airport with nothing. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah, I literally just showed up with nothing. And they do the whole thing where they like ask you questions about yourself to like, you know, just like confirm Verify. your identity and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I answered all the questions. I, I gave them a bunch of like addresses that I've lived at, my social security number, like everything. And they came back and they were like, yeah, you failed the test. <laughs> <laughs> it's a test about you. <laughs> yeah, just a test about myself. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were like, yeah, you have to wait another 24 hours to try again. Oh my and I was God. just like, what? Like, fuck. And I was like, how am I going to get home and everything? And then, mm-hmm. dude, Matt is a fucking legend, though. He, like, he like booked a new flight. He got me a hotel room, like, for me and him. And he, like, extended the rental car for another day. And, like, we basically drove around that day, like, just trying to, like, get myself an ID to fly home. Oh, fuck. We, we went to the police station, and they were like, why the fuck did TSA send you here? Like, a police report isn't going to do shit to <laughs> confirm your identity. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the dude at TSA was like, yeah, go to Costco and get a Costco ID membership, like an ID card. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we went to Costco and they were giving me like a hard time because they were like, you have no ID. And you, have this, <laughs> you have this bronze credit card that says Matt Velez on it. Like, what am I supposed to do? They're like, <laughs> But then like we told the ladies at Costco like the situation and they were like, they like genuinely felt like, sympathy for us and they were like all right we'll let mm-hmm. you slide like we'll give you an id card if it'll like you can yeah, fly yeah. home you know wow man that's crazy so, so what that worked yeah and then the next day <laughs> the next day when i tried to fly home like i had a, I had this costco card and uh oh i had a printout of my passport that uh, we managed to find like looking through some old emails of like trips that we booked back in the day sick mm. so i had my my passport a printout of my passport and then Josh flew home that that day and he found my birth certificate and he sent over my birth certificate. Hell yeah. So I had my birth certificate, my printout of my passport and this Costco card <laughs> and they still wouldn't let me through. They were like, no. What? Yeah. Dude, and then Matt pulls out his phone and he's like, like, what the fuck else do we need? Like, here, here's his Instagram page. Like, he's a skater. Like, he has a fucking skateboard. Like, and dude, he showed them my Instagram page, and they're like, "All right, like that was like the seal of approval. Like that's what they needed." No way. It was fucking insane. Like birth certificate means nothing, but fucking Instagram. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah like, verified. Shit. You're good. Yeah. Holy I was like, what the fuck. fuck? Wow. But Instagram actually being useful for once. I was like, oh, I didn't want to spend another day there. Yeah. That's legendary. That would like <laughs> piss you off. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? The Instagram is what seals the deal. Like, spend the whole day racing around looking for ID. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's like I am dude, the me. dude that TSA was like on the. He was on Matt's phone, like on my Instagram page, like looking at photos of myself, and he like he just like clipped on like a clip of me doing like a no slide crook on a ledge, and he was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, what? 
Oh, shit. Oh, fucking hell. Makes no sense, man. What a nightmare, man. But yeah, I made it back. You're, you're back, man. Back on the East Coast. Good to hear. Right back to the snowstorm. It's all good, though. <laughs> so, Politic was your first board sponsor, right? Politic, yeah. So, how, how'd that relationship come about, and how'd you get hooked up with Politic? Um, this dude, Mark Wetzel, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He was in, like, Static 3 and Static 4. He skates for traffic. But uh, he's from the same town as me in Jersey, and he's just like one of the older gods, you know, that I always looked up to. Yeah. Yeah, you, we all have those, of like the course, hometown of heroes. Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, when I was like 18 or 19, me and him started skating together, and he knows, like, he got me hooked up with uh, with Politic and Lakai, and I was like so hyped to like Damn. get free boards and free shoes. Like, that's all I ever wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Mark Wetzel, he's the man. He hooked that up. That's sick. Nowadays, you're getting boxes from uh, the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans, of course, and boards from Quasi. When's Quasi going to snap and fucking make that shit official, cuz? What's going on? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just fucking, I just skate and do my thing, and I don't know. I guess I don't really... People say, people always talk about like the skate industry. It's like, oh, it's a game. Like you have to play the game and shit. Like, <laughs> I guess I haven't really like tried to do that. I don't know. Dude, you gotta show them your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it, you right? seal the deal, man. <laughs> but I don't know. I just skate and like film and everything I film is like for myself. You know, it's like shit that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's basically like, I don't know. That's just what I've been doing. Definitely shout out to Chad, Alex, and Tubbs over there. They've always blessed it. Keep doing you, man. Fucking everything will fall into place. It's going to happen soon. The givers continue to give. Update your hater blockers over at chpobrand.com and use the discount code THEBUNT for a 20% discount. Ain't a damn thing changed around here. CHPO brand, doing it for the people. So you had a gnarly accident where you got hit by a car just skating across the street. What's the story there? Yeah, that was fucking, that was crazy. It was a, have you guys ever been to Cooper Park in Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah, it was like literally the day that that skate park opened. Oh. And, uh. I was leaving to go, I was thinking I was going to go meet up with JP, and uh, and it was just one of those weird moments. I made it like two blocks from the skate park. <laughs> it was just one of those weird moments where you like, you just like zone out for like one second, you know, and just like mm-hmm. shit goes down. Like, Fuck. I just like rode into an intersection, and basically there's a car coming the other way. Like the car was... I don't fucking know, but the car ran over my front leg with its, like, back tire, basically. Oh. Like, I didn't get hit, like, head-on or anything. I hit him from the side. side. Yeah. And, like, so since I was, like, I skate regular, so my left leg got ran over by the back wheel, you know? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I just, like, fell to the ground, and I didn't even think anything of it at first, because it was, like, it looked like nothing happened. And then, uh... I just, like, tried to get up off the ground, and I just couldn't get up. Damn. 
And then I realized, once I couldn't get up, I was like, I noticed that my whole fucking leg was just, like, crooked. Holy fuck. Yeah. So, like, from the middle of my shin down, like, it was seriously just, like, completely sideways. Holy fuck. fuck. I was surprisingly, like, calm, though. I, like, I, like, looked at my leg and I, like, instantly accepted it. I was like, whoa. That just happened. Holy. And, uh. Yeah, I was alone when it happened. And then uh, I was with Peter, like Peter from Bronze, literally like a minute earlier. And then I was just like laying on the ground. And Peter showed up. So I got hit in front of a deli. And then Peter like went to the deli to like get a beer or a water or something. And he just like saw me on the ground. And he was like, what the fuck? Jesus oh. Christ. And then, uh, yeah, some random lady just called an ambulance. And then like. Yeah, Peter rode in the ambulance with me to the hospital, and uh, we were like cracking jokes on in the uh, in the ambulance <laughs> on the way there. Like, I don't know. I was like surprisingly calm. It was crazy. Was that before the pain kicked in or what? Cracking oh yeah, jokes? for sure. <laughs> I was like still in shock. Like nothing even like really hurt yet. Yeah, just pure adrenaline. Yeah, Fuck. like we were in the ambulance, and I was just like, "Well, I'm not gonna be skating for a while," and like, we were just like <laughs> laughing about it. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Damn. And then, and then he went to the hospital with me, and yeah, but thank God that like he was there because when I fell, like it shattered my phone, so like my phone was just destroyed. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like no one would have even like known what had happened to me if like he wasn't there, you know? Yeah. Did the car just keep driving? No, he stopped, and uh, I got his information and everything. But uh, eventually, I like went to like a lawyer, and I like because the people at the hospital, I had no insurance at the time, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, your best bet would be like to try and get some money out of this." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." And then uh, I ended up going to a lawyer, and they were just like, "I just mapped out what had happened to me, like on Google Maps, like at mm-hmm. the lawyer's office." And he was like, oh, you were going the wrong way down a one-way street. He was like, you have no case. Like, there's nothing I can do for you. Fucking hell. It's like, in New York, you skate, like, everywhere. Like, you don't think that you're going down, like, a one-way, you know? Yeah. You're just, like, on a skateboard, so. Shit. Yeah. That happened to our friend, too. Really? Well, he didn't, like, hit his leg, but he, yeah, he was going down the wrong way and, like, hit a car, like, head on and got sent like 10 feet back and ended up like he went to the hospital and everything but he ended up getting a ticket for it (laughs) oh my god yeah in the hospital the cop dropped a ticket off on him (laughs) oh my god yeah like i just got hit like i just hit him from the side and i just like fell like i didn't go like flying or anything like it looked Mm -hmm. like so mellow like when it probably if someone saw it happen you know yeah what was the diagnosis on your leg and how long were you for? Um, I broke both bones in my leg. So I broke my tibia and my fibula, like both shin bones, basically. And, uh, dude, I didn't skate for like an entire year. Damn, man. That was a, I remember the date. It was December 7th, 2015. And then, uh, I probably didn't start really skating again until that next December, till like December, 2016. Damn. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully it was one of those ones where it it comes back stronger, like with the brakes or whatever. I don't know how that works, but that's what you hear. <laughs> yeah. 
I uh, I was like kind of young and I mean I was 21 at the time and I was like a little like naive. I didn't really know as much as I know now about like recovery and like rehab and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I definitely could have done more. Like I did physical therapy and everything, but like I didn't do it as like often and like as strong as I should have. Yeah. yeah. But like I was still able to like come back and skate again and like it's still like some days, like, I'll feel pretty shitty, but, like, most of the time, I'm fine now. hmm But, yeah, I definitely, like, wish I, like, took it a little more seriously. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. But, yeah, I didn't even live in New York at the time. I still lived in Jersey, and I would just come up here, like, every single weekend and stay with, like, Josh and JP. And that happened on just, like, one of those, like, weekend trips. Damn. So, I was, dude, I was in the hospital in Brooklyn for two weeks fucking hell like i basically just had to like i got surgery the very next day and uh yeah i just have like i got some crazy rod in my leg now damn (laughs) that's crazy yeah i had surgery the next day and then uh i basically just had to like stay in the hospital and like relearn how to walk again and all that shit Mm -hmm. fuck bro and matt velez would drive he used to live in South Jersey at the time, and he would drive up to Brooklyn and, like, give me shit. Like, I didn't have a phone or anything, so he, like, came and, like, gave me his iPad so I could just, like, what? look at the internet and stuff. And, like, yeah, Matt's a real one, dude. A good homie. Yeah. That fucking sucks, but uh, you still got the style, still got the tricks. Luckily, you're able to come back from that one, man. Could have been worse for sure. Yeah. Thank you, man. Scary shit. It was definitely scary. Back to a little more positive shit. And uh, <laughs> a couple seasons back. Was that a couple or was that last season? I don't even remember. Anyways, we had Jack O'Grady on uh, not too long ago. And uh, he was telling us crazy story about just searching for this spot that he 50 50 Like the Thrasher cover, 50-50 to 50-50. Oh, yeah. We heard you also spend a lot of time on Google Maps searching shit out. What's up with that, man? I don't know. I was just just always trying to find new shit to skate. Like, I'm just like, especially in New York, like, spots just, like, are very redundant. Like, people, a lot of, this, a lot of the time, they just skate the same shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I always liked skating, like, cutty shit, like, cellar doors and just, like, little crusty spots and shit like that. Like, shit you find on the sidewalk, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like Google Street View is like really good for that if you're just like looking for shit on the sidewalk. <laughs> so, dude, I used to spend like fucking, I still do, but like when I still lived in Jersey, I would spend like hours and hours every day, like just mapping out like Jersey and New York and Philly and all this shit. Like, God damn. Like, I would just highlight, I would just look at the map and highlight, like, one neighborhood and pretty much try and go down, like, every single street in that <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> That's, That's another gangster. level of dedication. Uh, but it's yeah, worked out, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it definitely works out, like, for sure. Is the feeling comparable if you, like, find a really sick spot and then go confirm it in real life? Is that, like, comparable to like, getting a clip or something? It must feel good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, like, more often than not, when you find shit, like, on Google Maps and, like, you go there in person, like, something's wrong with the spot, you know? It's just, like, yeah. mm-hmm. something's yeah. fucked. 
but like when it does work out and you can just like it's when it's when it's a spot that like all you have to do is just like a basic trick and like the spot like is the trick you know like that's the best mm-hmm. feeling like yeah, yeah yeah and it's there's no there's not like a million abds and shit yeah that shit sucks do you use it when you're going on trips like do you or were you just doing like hometown in new york or do you like suss out cities when you're about to travel um i've definitely done it like cities i've traveled to for sure just to get like a little more familiar with like the zone and stuff damn bro i definitely don't go as like as crazy as i would just like in the zone that i know and i'm familiar with mm-hmm. we need to start taking you on on trips with us man we just go to the popular blown out shit we don't know what we're doing on the road <laughs> <laughs> that's why the bunt video will never come out <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shit's cool, too. Like, it's definitely cool to, like, make your mark on, like, an iconic spot or something, you know? Like Yeah, unless it's Makba, and you're just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I like both. I like both aspects. I like finding new and, like, unique shit, and I also, like, it's cool if you can go to, like, an iconic spot and be like, you know, you did that there at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it, it definitely sure. is nice to go in, going to something, like, untouched. Like, let's say you go to a perfect 10-stair hubba, or sorry, like 10-stair rail, but then, and you do like a kick crooks, it's like fucking so sick, never been touched or whatever, and then you go to a rail with the exact same dimensions, but it's Wilshire 10, and you do a kick crooks, and it's just like, <laughs> no one gives a flying fuck, you know? So it's, oh, definitely, yeah. it's definitely worth it to put in the time if you're finding dope new shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tell us about the time Josh Wilson basically saved your life while wakeboarding in Turkey. <laughs> Dude, yeah, me and Josh went on a trip to Turkey. It was awesome. It was like, I just got lucky. Like, me and Josh were just out skating one day, and he got a text from our friend uh, Dustin Uni, and he's a skate park builder, and he was building a skate park in Turkey. And he asked Josh, he was like, yeah, you want to come to Turkey? And he's like, do you know anyone else that would want to come? <laughs> and I like literally just so happened to be sitting right next to Josh when he got the test. And he like showed it to me. And I was like, dude, let me come to Turkey with you. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out. And we just like, yeah, we went to Bursa, Turkey. And he built this like street league park out there. Damn. And we went out there for like the grand opening. And, uh. But at the skate park was a wakeboard, a man-made lake, a wakeboard lake. The shit was crazy. It was just a big lake with like a a wire above and it like pulls you on a wakeboard and there's like right. jumps and shit that you hit. And uh, I thought I could do it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this lake isn't that deep. Like it's chill. But the way that you do it is like you start and it's basically just like a slingshot. It just like shoots you out into the middle of the lake, like really, really fast. And I just fell off immediately. Like I couldn't hang on. <laughs> and uh, I was just in the water and like, I don't know, like I'm not the best swimmer, but like I can swim. Oh, but, like, come on, dog. How are you going to try that if you're not even good at swimming? <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, dude, the wakeboard was just like weighing me down. I just like, I don't know. I just like could not get to the surface and I was just like drowning. <laughs> and I was just like, help, help. And like all these people were laughing at me and shit. <laughs> and like all the Turkish dudes were just like laughing at me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Fucking hell. 
And then, like, after, like, dude, like, a minute straight of me just being like, help, help. I think they finally realized that, like, I wasn't just, like, joking. They were like, oh, shit. Like, this kid's fucking, like, underwater. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, someone, like, jumped in and saved me. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I'm not trying that again. <laughs> That's oh, it shit. for the wakeboarding, man. My wakeboarding career was done before it even started. <laughs> Fucking hell. I thought I could do it, though. But I don't get it. Were you wrong. not wearing a life jacket? Like, No, I don't remember. I really can't remember. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I was fucked, but it's right. all good. You're insane, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't too hyped on your part in its time at the premiere and made peter take a few tricks out uh what do you want him to remove yeah that's true i don't know i was like that premiere was just like kind of a shit show like they had like <laughs> like they had like this really dope space booked and then literally the day before the premiere they like lost their liquor license or something and the whole premiere was canceled like the day before Fuck. and uh so they ended up doing the premiere at this like really small bar that like just couldn't contain all the people that showed up. <laughs> and I was definitely just like drunk and like high on mushrooms. And I was just like watching my part at the premiere. And I was just like, oh my God, this sucks. Like I hate my part so much. <laughs> and yeah, I think I was just being like a little, little too in my head. Mm. And I ended up going over to the bronze office and I told Peter like, take out a couple tricks that like i didn't want in there (laughs) i don't know he was okay about it it's all good that works so how does one master stealing from starbucks man we heard you've got it down pat oh my god (laughs) pretty much all starbucks are a go man you can just take whatever you want (laughs) i mean unless you order the drink then you kind of have to pay for it but like the Starbucks food is just like a go. You can just take that and walk out. <laughs> oh shit! I guess you got it. You got it down pat. Hey, eh? just hit it with the confidence. Yeah, it's kind of like whenever we're skating in like Midtown Manhattan, it's like just full of corporations. It's just like Starbucks and and CVS and Whole Foods everywhere. And like, mm. yeah, I kind of just uh. <laughs> I don't know. I've abused it a little bit. Yeah. It's stealing from corporate. Like I, I draw a line. I would never steal from like a small business or anything or deli or anything. Okay, yeah. I got, I got but, one question though, because I heard this actually on another podcast. Um, are you just taking the food or are you taking people's drinks? No, no, I don't do that. Okay, yeah, because on I'll the take, podcast, like, food and like debating. A, a... Yeah, yeah, the food, the food things chill like a. But at first I was like, oh, well, taking someone's drink just sucks because it's more about like, then you're fucking over people's time, you know, like if someone's got to get to work and they order their drink and then, because what the person emailed into the thing saying they started getting like high off the feeling of stealing, like it was making them feel alive because they accidentally (laughs) took the wrong drink one time and then they're like, wait, I'm just going to, and they just started taking people's drinks every day. And then the whole debate was like. That's not chill because then, like, you just cause, like, a, a huge You're slowing delay. everything down. And then everyone's, like, late for work or whatever. But if you're just no, pulling no. up slick on the food. Yeah, no, I would never steal someone's drink. <laughs> Alexis Sablon was doing that shit, too, wasn't she? 
No, she, let's not go down Grape Gate again, man. Yeah, she's stealing grapes <laughs> from the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, you made her feel you, terrible. You guys in New York be be tripping, yo. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, in New York, you're always skating. Like, I mean, I skate, like, everywhere I go. So, like, you hold your board. So, you can just, like, hide something, like, behind your board and just, like, kind of walk out. And it looks totally, like, natural. <laughs> I don't know. So there, there's never been any sort of confrontation from a Starbucks employee? No. Damn. I'm not stealing people's drinks like you're saying. I would never do that. <laughs> Just steal one of those little like snack packs or a sandwich or something? Yeah, I'll steal like a protein bar or like a, a salad or something like that. One of the oh. sandwiches. <laughs> I steal my coffee beans from there every now and then. <laughs> This quick shopping. Yeah, this guy's oh, yeah. shopping. But like, for the record though, only corporate I would ever do that. You know? Oh, hell I yeah. I draw the line. I would never steal from anything like small, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of just getting a little protein boost, uh, we heard you can live off one banana and one apple a day. <laughs> How's that possible? <laughs> <laughs> no, that I can't do that anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I used to be, like, really, really broke. Like, I just, like, had no money. And I would come up to New York and, like, stay with, like, Josh and JP and everyone. And I would, like, I would come up to the city with, like, $50 and just, like, stay until I ran out of money, basically. Then go back home to Jersey. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the deli right by their house. Like, I would just do my classic $3 bodega breakfast, which was, you can get a bagel with cream cheese for a dollar. And three bananas for a dollar. Oh. And then, like, a small coffee. And it's three dollars just, like, flat. And, like, I would literally eat the bagel for breakfast and then, like, eat the three bananas, like, all day until dinner. And that's, like, how I would survive. That's fire. <laughs> oh, shit. That's pure skate rat shit right there. So I how long it. could you yeah. make 50 bucks go? Like, what was the longest you made it last? Dude, back then, I could, I could make 50 bucks. Like, yeah, like. I could spend like ten dollars a day back then. Fifty divided by work. three, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, he's got to eat dinner too. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you can't. Yeah, so it would be like three dollars in the morning, and then like ten dollars a month. day is a pretty good vibe. You can make that work. Yeah, I'm not really like that anymore because I actually have a little bit of money now. But back then, I was just like literally had nothing, and I was just yeah, just complete skate rap mode. Was any of the budget going towards beer or anything like that? Or was it strictly survival? Uh, strictly survival. I would probably... I used to drink, like, Bud Ice. Do you guys know about those? <laughs> oh, yeah, the strong ones. <laughs> it's like a it's like a dollar twenty-five for a tall can. Like, have a couple of those and you can make... And you're good. <laughs> Dude. Oh, it's shit. funny, but everyone can relate to that shit, man. Oh, for sure. I definitely Sneaking remember... Sneaking on the subway... Yeah, making it work. We'd we'd have to yeah, go downtown, yeah. but like pay for the train to get down there. So we'd like sneak up, like go downtown with three dollars, sneak on the train. No, pay to get downtown because there was nowhere good to sneak on in the East End. Or no, Warden, mm-hmm. we could. Yeah, and then we we always had a freeway home because we knew like two ways to get into King Station, which was right mm-hmm. downtown. That so one was always free. Yeah, like three to five bucks I was, I was cruising down for the day man hell yeah, yeah. <clears throat> shoddying everyone's leftovers when everyone pulls up to wendy's and shit <laughs> yeah. the leftover grab a battles. couple things from uh 
subway if we had to oh damn hell yeah so you've been skating for a long time now uh we just rung in another new year what are your thoughts on the current state of skateboarding as a whole in 2022 it's changed a lot since we were kids yeah definitely there's a lot of bad but there's a lot of good at the same time i don't know (laughs) i'm i don't like watch like every single like video that comes out and stuff but like the shit that matters it's like you watch and absorb it and you're like you take it in you're hyped on it right like i don't know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of bullshit though there's definitely (laughs) a lot of bullshit out there for sure one thing that separates you guys and bronze from the rest and like um is a big contributor to the skate world is that you still do full-length videos with multiple parts you don't see like i don't know maybe they have but i don't think i've ever seen bronze release one part of a guy it's just not a thing you guys do yeah yeah i don't know peter just kind of works with whatever footage he has at the moment you know so, mm-hmm. but i feel like the full length videos are definitely always like an end goal for sure bronze feels like it's like a strength of the pack kind of thing for sure you know you're getting a fucking <laughs> whole squad when something new comes out which is always fun to watch yeah yeah our squad is pretty deep man it's it's awesome yeah so you said there's there's a lot of bad and a lot of good what are some things that you want to see more of in skating and some things you want to see less of these days uh, I guess I could just do without a lot of the a lot of the Instagram shit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like Instagram is hard for me. Like, even if I film some bullshit on an iPhone, I'm like, do I even want to post this? Like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's worthy anymore. And stuff, yeah. you know? Like, like what 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 is a hard post? What is a story post? Like, what's a real <laughs> clip? I don't fucking know anymore. Like, a real, yeah. <laughs> Throw the third thing in there is so fucked. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, I guess just the... It really just comes down to skaters that I like watching and that, like, mm-hmm. people who put in the time to film actual parts and stuff, you know? like, Or it's like you can, you can see, like, when someone actually, like, is thinking about everything in a certain way. Like, thinking about, like, conscious spot selection and like trit selection and like stuff like that i feel like it's like you can kind of tell when someone is like really doing it i don't know so what skater do you want to see a part out of most i don't know just just all my friends really those are like everyone who i care about mm-hmm. i want to see a jake johnson part man mm-hmm. oh hell yeah i stayed at jake's house for a week like two years ago it was awesome uh, I want to see a Dana Erickson part, man. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. I'm down for that. He's a wizard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so take us behind the scenes on your nose slide popover of Sin into the bank in Bronze Rubin, man. What was that session like? Yeah, I actually had to go back for that one. I tried it one time, and it was just a fucking war. Like, it was in the middle of the summer, like, no shade on the spot. It was like 100 degrees. And I tried it for probably like three, four hours. It was insane. Oof. Oh, it's a battle. And I was just like so fucking, I was just so wrecked by the end. Like it was sketchy. Like I would pop to no slide and like in my head, like I didn't even know what I was trying anymore. You know, like, yeah. you're just like so mentally exhausted. So like I had to just like focus my board to get myself to stop. 
and then I had to call it. But uh, I knew I wanted to do it for sure. And then we ended up going back like a month or so or a month or two later. And uh, I ate a little bit of mushrooms the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel like it helped out a lot. Like right away, I was like getting, I was like popping over the bar and like laying into the bank, but I just like couldn't right away. It was still a war the second time, definitely. Mm-hmm. But like it all just like came a lot easier. It was like an overcast day, you know, like the sun wasn't just beaming on me. Yeah, and, like yeah. the mushrooms kind of helped me like focus a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I landed, like, three of them. I landed one, like, completely crazy style. It, like, was not usable at all. And I landed the second one, and it's, like, good, but, like, my foot comes off. Mm. Yeah. And I still liked that one. Like I, but, you know, I was, like, still in my head, I like, wanted to do it, like, proper, you know? Yeah. So then when I finally got, like, the proper one, I was just, like, so, so relieved. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's done with better to keep trying if you know it's gonna eat at you if you don't like get that one more yeah but i was really i was really happy to get that one so i'd been like thinking about that for a while that's like a classic jersey spot that people have been stating forever mm-hmm. but Sick. yeah i was really hyped to get that one yeah that was that was gnarly like i feel like turning that like 90 out after you pop over the rail would be hard immediately into a bank yeah thank you yeah it was hard it was funny there was like some comments i saw people were like oh he clipped the bank it like didn't count or something <laughs> <Fucking Like>, <laughs> yeah well how about you go there and do it then fuck sakes <laughs> yeah did i see a shot do something on that thing he's definitely had footage on that for sure i'm thinking about a tail side kick flip though he like grew up like not far from there I might be confusing it with another spot that he tailside kick flipped. Obviously, it wasn't that one into the bank, but I just remember seeing like a rail that looks similar. I think he did do that. Like he front tailed like around the corner and like kick flipped out. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking. Oh, like so yeah. where you popped over, he kept going, and yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, pretty beast. Be remembering random Jersey spots too. <laughs> um, so what's next for Mark Humanic, man? I don't know. Just wanna just keep skating and just keep filming. I don't know. That's really it, man. I don't really have any like set goals for myself or anything. Like I just, like I said, I like skating and filming. Like I film shit just like for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. And then struggle to decide if it's a story poster or real. <laughs> <laughs> now the real clips. The real clips are for myself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hell for yeah, sure. brother. yeah keep painting your canvas man like our friend duncan used to say every skate part is your own fucking blank canvas and we like the way you paint yours dog keep it popping damn hell yeah thank you yo 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost and this week we brought to you by the one the only crooked skateboards new from crooked this month are the iris zip zingers 100 handmade zingers by george from iris skateboards in san francisco call your shop now to reserve yours also you already know bobby warris just dropped an insane part pulaski and beyond 
ending it in H-Town with a bang. Switch back, nose blunt. <laughs> come on, dog. Someone tell that fool to come on the pod. Bobby Warris does it again. Go watch his new crooked part on Thrasher right now. And make sure you're one of the lucky hundred to get an Iris Zip Singer. You know what time it is, bruv. Little rapid fire. You ready? <laughs> yeah, sure. Favorite skater? Probably Bobby Puglio. Favorite video? Mosaic. Favorite Oof. video part? Papalardo Mosaic. Sick. Favorite style? Puglio. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Um, Mark Wetzel, for sure. Favorite trick? Tray flip or a batsmith on a ledge. Something like that. Hell yeah. Dude, the the first time I remember like being like, oh shit, this guy's sick, was, uh, where is that place? It's in Italy. Yeah, Valencia, I think. Valencia. That, it's, I think it's your first clip or line in uh, It's Time. Is it that one? Oh, yeah, that's in Sicily. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was like fucking banging. And your tray flip, I was like, yo, this guy's got the ill tray flips. Fucking lazy style. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that one really stuck out, so makes sense. Trays are your favorite. Hardest trick for you? Anything switch or nollie. I just cannot skate switch. Damn, bro. Or nollie, really. <laughs> I've literally never done a switch flip or a nollie flip in my life. <laughs> what the? Yo, that's yeah. crazy. Usually when I watch people's footage before an interview, like rewatch everything, I'll like notice that i did not notice that that's crazy what the fuck you the fuck you doing bro you're missing out on half the fun (laughs) i don't know it just never i never like learned it i I can switch tray oh you can switch tray Uh, okay all right all is forgiven give me give me a hundred tries and i can switch tray (laughs) okay that's that's because it's like more like pressure it's not like a flick i don't know (laughs) can you switch heel or nollie heel I can switch heel for sure, but like I've never like filmed like any like switch tricks like for real because I just don't feel like comfortable enough, you know. Bro, you're missing out Damn. on half the fun out here, man. The fuck. I know. I need to. I need to get on it. <laughs> yeah, it's not too late, brother. Yeah. Most illegal trick. I feel like laser flips can never be chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty right. Favorite clip you've ever gotten. Probably that no slide in Trenton. Sick. That or this, uh, I did like a gap board slide nollie at the Jaquan Gap to Ledge in LA. And that like felt, that felt really good. Which one's the mm-hmm. Gap to Ledge there? It's the classic spot. Like Scott Johnston did like 180 switch. Oh, 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 switch back oh, tail oh, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I was just picturing yeah, yeah. the plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sick. I know, yeah, I did like a gap board slide nollie out and that just like felt so good to ride away from. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. I didn't know that was part of Jake one. I was picturing the plaza section, but yeah, I just watched that. That was tight. What's the worst trend you've been a part of? Dude, I used to wear like tall tees and shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's like, not a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know, I'm sure. Oh, like, oh yeah. Sure. When it's official came out, like we D, dude, I wore tall tees for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have footage of myself in tall tees and it like looks fucked. Oh, you gotta send us that. <laughs> it's hard to picture. Yeah. <laughs> Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed. Dude, I saw uh Westgate. You know the courthouse drop in New York, Ooh. like the classic spot. You were there mm-hmm. for that? 
he did a he did a back nose grind back one eighty on the out ledge that like nobody ever states. Yeah, that's so fuck. Yeah, we asked him about that specific. That was one of the ones where like take us behind the scenes because we've been there and that like it's so insane. <clears throat> no way, you asked him about that. Yeah, that's that's like oh, what? fucked. Like doesn't make sense that he did that. Yeah, I was skating in the city. I was like right by Columbus Park. I was on Worth Street. And I just turned the corner, and he just landed that back nose down back lady like right in my face, and I was just like blown away. <laughs> I like insane. could not believe what I just saw. It was like just nobody skates that outledge like yeah. ever. Well, because it's fucking nuts, and like to do that trick of all tricks, like just give it a back five zero or something, and even that's insane, you know? Yeah, dude, Zared Zared switch back five zero it like the Nets try yeah. like back to back. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, those are the only two tricks I've seen that I remember seeing on that thing yeah yeah i'm sure other more basic stuff's gone down but yeah that was fucking crazy i literally literally turned the corner and he just like did the nose grind back 180 and just like rode away and i like everyone was like freaking out and i like couldn't believe it it was so sick <laughs> Hell yeah <laughs> what's the one trick that got away you know in like in philly like that shit that ricky oyola used to skate it's like in the subway it's an over rail into like a steep wall oh yeah he has a line where he like bats like ollies into it and stuff but uh in his epically later he's like walking down there and he's like yeah i always wanted to blunt slide into the wall here and i tried to do that i tried it for like two hours (laughs) and i just could not put it down like i tried so hard and i like wanted to do it so bad dang and uh yeah never got that one i wanted to get it fuck that sounds tight what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed I'm going to put my homie Kevin Davis on blast. <laughs> he, uh, we were just at this gap recently. It was a, uh, it's Danny Renaud's opening trick in mosaic. He like nollie flips this gap. Mm. It's like his first trick in the part. And we were there and he was, it's in his hometown in California, like where he grew up and he was claiming switch heel on it. And he just, <laughs> he never even tried one. <laughs> That's perfect. So Kevin Davis, AKA Ekman. That was the biggest bunt for sure. Hell yeah. What's the last new trick you learned? Dude, I don't even know. Probably some like slide to grind trick, like some like bat tail switch front crook or something. Mm. Damn. I like that one. Dream job after skating. I don't know. I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. I've never made any money off skating, so <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just working my, my regular my regular stuff. Hell yeah. Favorite local brand? Favorite local brand. Fast Minds Worldwide. Sick. Sick. <laughs> I'll go with that. Favorite local skater? Nate Jehoviak, a.k.a. Raw Power 300. He's pretty sick. Shout out, Nate. Favorite teammate ever? I'll go with Josh. Josh is a good guy. Wilson. Worst teammate ever? Uh, Probably Grady. <laughs> What? Nah, I fucked with Grady, but uh, you know, when you're on a skate trip for a long time, he's been a little moody, but <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> oh shit! Worst company? Does like everybody say like Karyuma or something? Is that too easy? <laughs> no, that works, man. <laughs> Worst trend? Probably just just Instagram edits. Yeah. 
like someone doing like a flat ground trick like 20 times in a row and then the rest of the edit starts like i don't really get that to some like trap song i don't miss that shit worst style he's a beast but ben gilly has got to have one of the oh. worst styles oh, oh boy shit cuz last person you want on the sesh that dude joe skates bots on instagram because he would leak whatever spot we're at <laughs> not familiar with him but yeah not trying to have the sesh blown up you feel me all right y'all that's gonna wrap up our interview with mark man thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this with you really appreciate it hell yeah thanks for having me thanks, sir. <laughs> office brought to you by our good friends over at dickie skateboarding quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets ain't nobody keep you fitted like dickies i ghost who we got up first you've got mail all right first up we got an email from sam riggs yo what's up bump boys i started skating about two years ago during the height of the pandemic and i've been listening to you guys ever since keep pumping out those barn burners so my question is do you guys prefer when the spot slash park is packed and everyone's throwing down and the vibes are crazy or do you prefer an empty spot slash park that you have to yourself and it's nice and quiet as a newer skater who's still learning a lot of flat ground and basic grind tricks i definitely prefer an empty spot and can just practice with myself and not feel any pressure seeing guys throw down gnarly tricks while i'm trying to stick heel flips flat just wanted to know your guys opinion as much more experienced skaters also we need a gifted hater interview for the people i know you guys know who he is and i know he's a fan of the show so let's make it happen he's been my other go-to for skate content since getting into it i know that convo would be bonkers appreciate all the good work boys keep it up and stay safe and healthy out there you're I'm going to put it like this. I want the spot as packed as possible with my homies. That's <laughs> it. You know, like I'm down to skate with as many of my homies as possible. And that's it. But I also don't mind it empty either. If I'm with like one or two guys, is it's empty? Like that's prime time. That's a go to like, I mean, now we're getting older. I can't skate all day. I probably only got a couple hours to skate anyways. So. Let's get in. Let's get some exercise. Let's get a session popping. I'm not waiting in line to, you know, hit the ledge or the flat bar or something. So, yeah, that's how I put it. A little bit of both, you know. That's a great answer. I was going to say empty all day. Um, mostly been skating by myself since I got back from the States. And I'm just, I'm fine with it. But you bring up a good point. The more homies, the better. But... It's been, I feel like it's been many years since uh, I've even been a part of one of those hype sessions with like a bunch of people that aren't just your homies. But those are also extremely fun. You know, they happen once in a while. Like, I'm just thinking of maybe like a pawn sesh back in the day, you know, and we'd set up like a ramp to something. Yeah. And, you know, you got the bow hearts and the, 
uh, just so many people shredding and like the vibe those are so fun but uh, I don't know I feel like it's been so long since we've had a sesh like that these days all we need is the sprinter van and some homies mm. and uh, we're good to go Dude, those are my favorite sessions there are man it's like 10 hand-picked homies guaranteed to be a good time where <laughs> everything else is as important as the skating you know yeah but it just you just get so much more hyped especially because we're all getting older and families and work and blah 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 so like those few times where you do get everyone together everyone's so much more hyped yeah those are definitely the best of times and gifted hater man this is like becoming a weekly thing someone asked us to interview the gifted hater hey man he's never reached out to us we've never really had any any contact with the gifted hater i see him on instagram doing his thing posting a lot of his own skating too the guy shreds man maybe one day will be a little crossover event who knows thank you for the email sam all right next up we've got an email from t money what up bunt gang big shouts to the pod got a couple questions I came up in Medicine Hat, Alberta, and every year we have one of the biggest Canadian comps beat the heat. Shout out MHSA. Every year, Canada's hardest hitters were coming through town to bless our park, and it was sick. But I got a bone to pick with your boy Chad Dixon. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. Careful. Careful where we go here. Homie rips, but damn, dude, the amount of Nolly inward heel 180s I've seen the dude pull out up the Euro gap is disgusting. Rather barf in a toilet and then slurp that shit up with a soggy paper straw oh. and see that trick one more time. Dude, potentially the ugliest fucking trick on the surface of the planet. Who are some of your good homies that take the biggest shits on the board every now and then? Also have an idea for a rapid fire question to you guys. What's your biggest guilty pleasure of a trick? Shit you know is illegal, but you kind of be feeling it sometimes if the right person does it. And also, what's your guilty pleasure outside of skating? Mine is eating ass. You get me? <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys said you're not down, and I get it. We can't all be built different. <laughs> shit is softer than baby shit and goofy as fuck. Anyway... Love y'all. Keep doing it for the people and shout out Ants One. Sheesh. All right, we gonna start off with Chad Dixon. <clears throat> First of all, I've never seen Chad do that trick. I'm sure he can because he's like a yeah. wizard on a skateboard. But I've I've skated with him a ton over the years. I've never seen him do it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Chad's the man, and you better put some respect on his name. That's all I gotta say about that. Shit, <laughs> have you listened to his interview if you haven't go back and listen man that that dude's been through everything you could imagine the gnarliest shit and he's still out here just being a dad shredding working his ass off man put golfing some away yeah put some respect on chad's name that's an all-time dude right there man he up in the bunt hall of fame he <laughs> and the rafters heavy dog real shit pat used to throw out pop shove late flips all the time didn't he yeah, Pat O'Connor was guilty of a good old pop shop. Hey, you used to do pop shop tail grabs, G. He didn't ask um, about our... <laughs> what? He didn't ask about me and you, fool. <laughs> but I oh, I used shit. I learned pop shop late flips too, but I remember Pat Actually, so funny. the one. Yeah. Leslie sent me a clip of me doing a Benny Hanna at Warden Park <laughs> last week, I think it was. I found it on the net. Oh, so yeah. whatever, we'll just take the piss out of ourselves. I mean, Duncan 
I was famously trying switch no slide 900 shove for years. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, that. I'd be like, he'd he'd warm up with some switch no slide 720 shoves and be like, yeah, like he's got a filmer coming today. Duncan's trying the 900 shove, and then like <laughs> homies would pull up to watch. So good, helicopter. Oh. Dude, it's crazy. Uh, Fabrizio Santos, one-footed crook. I don't oh. give a fuck, man. He made that shit look wavy as hell. Real talk, real talk. And that's your boy too. Yeah, you can have that. You can have a piece of that if you'd like. That's about <laughs> as illegal as it gets. But he hit that shit with the fucking wild flavor, man. Dude, so yeah, like as a kid too, you're just so hyped. It's just mind-boggling. But even watching, <laughs> if you watch one back now, like they just look steezy when he like kicks his foot out all steezy. Anyone else oh, tries yeah. to do that is nah, hell nah. Yeah, you're done, done. Um, um guilty pleasure outside of skating. Um, dude, I literally watch all of the Real Housewives reality shows, oh, like all of them. Uh, New York, Atlanta, Potomac. Uh, there was one in Dallas. Salt Lake City was going crazy this season. Like, yeah, that's my guilty pleasure, man. Damn, bro, I didn't even know you were on that like that. The, re- the Real Housewives. I mean, I might skip a season every now and then. But, like, the TV shows we watch are so serious sometimes that after, like, I just need a break from, like, something. So, like, Top Boy, like, I I'm, I need a break after, like, the way they just ended that season. I need some just easy watching, something to laugh at. You yeah, know? when I need a break, I fucking watch anime or I watch, like, a classic comedy, like, The Office, British usually, but got love for the American. I'm not watching Desperate Housewives. That shit's all consuming. Not I'm, Desperate Housewives. Or sorry, man. sorry. The real, the real Housewives. Housewives. This shit is real. Orange County. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of reality TV. So what I was actually going to say is Desperate Housewives. I definitely binged the shit out of that back in the day. Hella good. Uh, these these days, my guilty pleasure show. Uh, I'm watching this show called Sky Castle. And it's basically like Desperate Housewives, but Korean. Because you know I'm on my Korean tip for the last like five months now. Ever since Squid Game come out, I've got at least one K drama on at all times, and I can't get enough. Last night we ordered Korean and watched Sky Castle. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. <clears throat> oh shit! It looks like the homie sent in another yeah. email yeah, yeah, immediately after. I'll read that. <laughs> All right, next up, we got another email, and he changed his name from T-Money to T-No-Money. Yo, shame on me, shame on me, shame on me times three, yo. I emailed two days ago coming at your boy Chad Dixon for some illegal shit, but I had fucked myself up. I was talking about Chad Baker and Sheesh. <laughs> had to clear it up and put some respect on your boy's name. Got them mixed up, and that's a colossal fuck up on my part, but I stand behind everything else I said. Dude is stinking. Anyway, that's it. Chad Baker, stinking. Chad Dixon, dope. You get me. There we go. Yes, T No Money, redemption email. Uh, I'm not familiar with Chad Baker. I'm not going to hate on him. Yo, I actually used to do that trick once in a while in a, trying to beat Morgan in a game of skate. You need to throw out some wild shit like that to just have a chance. But that trick is ugly as fuck. Uh, I'll give you that. 
Yeah, stinking man. But uh, not, yeah, Shane O'Neill like pulls it off sometimes somehow. Nah, but, yeah. he did it out of crook, and it's like impressive because he's gonna do it as clean as you can do it. But it's still, yeah. if if Shane O'Neill does it, and I still don't like how it looks, then that trick yeah. just there's no place for that. T money though. T money man, I'm glad for your sake that you came back and cleared that shit up though. Good yeah. on you, man. Chad, Chad Dixon, Dixon was probably gonna fucking call Email me. Us. Pissed yeah. off or some shit. <laughs> Saying the safest burner account sent that in. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got an email from Nathan Gott. Hello, guys. Great hearing from you again. I tried listening to other skate pods while you were off. I won't talk shit, but let's just say I quickly listened to some music instead. <laughs> my, <laughs> my question for you is a question for the 13-year-old skater boys you once were. Do you ever remember being disappointed or let down by skate marketing? I'll explain myself. I'm talking about some skate-related product that you bought or made your parents buy for you because it seemed awesome or a game changer or whatever and lo and behold was an absolute piece of crap i bought an almost skateboards double impact deck the ones with the carbon discs layered in the maple plies around the bolts <laughs> i broke a lot of boards around that time and my dumb teenage self truly believed in it but the tail broke on a six stair gap two days after i bought it in france u.s decks were already expensive but this shit was like extra Now's the time to call out some trash product if you have to. Thanks. Peace, Nathan. Yo, didn't Duncan live by these decks, the double impact ones? Like he loved them, didn't he? Yeah, or Duncan, was it something else? I mean, yeah, our buddy Duncan, who came up earlier with the switch nose 900 shoves, he was always, you know, a heavier set growing up, and he used to break a shit ton of boards. So what he did to kind of hack the system because I'm sure uh, Eve wasn't too thrilled having to buy him a board like twice a week <laughs> throughout high school. He started getting the double impact boards that were that had a warranty. I can't remember for how long or whatever. And so he would just skate those until they broke, send it in, and just he just he was basically just recycling the same board over and over and over. Um, they just kept sending him new ones for the warranty and to the point where i remember like he actually got to know craig what, what the fuck? james craig yeah he actually got to know james craig through morgan throughout those days which was funny i think that i think craig or james actually sent them some boards too uh which was mm -hmm. pretty funny but yeah duncan definitely hacked the system with that one I can't think um, of anything that let oh me Oh my god, on. I got a laundry list, dude. Okay, let's I go. I fall for this shit all the time. <laughs> um, so I have three that actually were banging and worked, and then I'll hit you with the one that didn't work. Right. First one, remember when Flip dropped those wave boards that were supposed to slide better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit was proper because it looked all sick on your board too when it would, as the graphic would wear out. Yeah, <laughs> I was feeling those waves. Second, the slider piece on the tensors killed it yo slappy noses were going crazy on the curbs uh sticking with the trucks remember when silver dropped those trucks and they had the little things you could screw into the axles to prevent from uh, slipping or not slipping but uh whatever you couldn't get the bolt back on stripping remember yeah, they yeah. had those little pieces yeah but if that, that shit, shit was hit your shin or your fucking ankle yeah it damn. stuck out a little bit and it looked whack um but the ones that <laughs> i fell for was uh rims remember the rims no 
Dude, it was what, on your bearings. <laughs> yeah, but it was like a little, like a washer attached to the axle nut, so it would like prevent shit from going in your bearings. But it just made it worse because it just stuck the shit in the bearings. Mm. No, I never. Yeah. So rims, it. rims is the one I fell for that sucked, but those other ones were proper, man. Um, these didn't. There was no like advertising that they were the best or anything, but. One thing that I remember just being horrible was Force Trucks. But shout out to Raj for hooking me up back when Force first came out. But yo, those shits used to break. Like, I think it was just a bad first batch. But I remember me and a few other guys that were getting Force Trucks were all just like, yo, are yours breaking just out of nowhere all the time? Those trucks were fucking horrible, man. Dude, it was a sick name, though, and a cool graphic as well. Yeah, and they, I feel like they paid up to like get a beast team right off the bat. Like I remember Darrell Stanton was on, and I can't remember yeah. who else, but they came in hot, but the trucks just sucked. Thanks for the email. Next up, we got an email from Lucas DeLee. Sup, Bunters? Safely, you still working on set? Me and the work family still crack up at your exploding fire extinguisher story. Got any other tales from set? I recently leveled up the camera department in this last year. But you know I'm still PA Nation at heart. Shout out the OG dogs. Best glizzy in the West. And of course, the boys on Irving. Yo, congrats. Uh, camera department's sick. Uh, my homegirl just leveled up as well. Proud of her. But uh, that has nothing to do with this. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm still, still doing that shit. Still fucking grinding through. Definitely getting over it it's been you you know how it goes and but my problem is that uh there's no department that i really want to go to i'm just doing it out of convenience for uh just the lifestyle like the last you know since we started the bunt is when i started uh peeing again and so the combination of the two has just been perfect for you know travel i mean aside from the pandemic like i was just on a good one with traveling and and having a flexible work schedule but I'm I feel like I'm getting to that uh, that point where I'm like, yeah, I need to either just level up in a department, figure it out, or or just do something completely new. So check back with me maybe in a year. We'll see what's good. But uh, congrats to you on on camera department, man. That's sick. You you want another tale from set? You have oh, another funny story. Another tale from set. This one's uh, funnier if you live in Toronto, but you'll still get it. But uh, so it's, you know, we're pulling up to set. Uh, my buddy Peter, young goat in the game, he's driving a five ton. I'm driving a regular cube. And uh, we're trying to get to set at like six in the morning or whatever. And, or no, I think it was closer to rush hour. It was like 7.30, 7.45-ish. And we're driving along Bloor west and donald you know where there's that bridge at uh dundas west where you go yeah. down yeah so we're <laughs> and there's hella construction over there uh so there was only one lane right and we're starting to go down the slope to go under the bridge and then peter just stops all of a sudden like in the like just i'm like Yo, in the what one the lane hell? yeah but i was right ahead of him so i got through and i'm looking in the rear uh, like in the mirror and i'm like why the fuck did this guy stop? And I see him jump out of the car. I'm like, oh God. So I keep going, turn left on Perth, pull over and run back. And he's just like pacing. He's like, and yo, by this time there's like 10, 15 cars 
behind them and they can't turn around because there's there's <laughs> there was one lane because of the construction like rush yeah. hours about the pop and he's like i think i'm gonna hit i think i'm gonna hit he didn't think, <laughs> he didn't think he was gonna clear the bridge and i'm like running towards him i'm like no 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 you you got it like just just go slow <laughs> hey yo the fear on his face he's like 22 and just like it, uh. like he just started peeing the summer before like he was just you know wasn't a veteran of some of the toronto yeah. bridges yet because the five tons are pretty tall so he hopped yeah. back in and drove through but yo i was actually dying laughing like all these cars behind him and this kid just thinks he's about to take out his own truck on a bridge oh good my times gosh. we made it to set on time that's a fucking legend pd <laughs> lucas man i hope uh, you're emailing us in a few years talking about how you're a DP out here, you know what I'm saying? Keep grinding. All right, next up, we've got an email from Evan Monk. Hey, Bump Boys, forgive me for the long one, Seifa, but I can offer some <laughs> history here. I heard you guys and Tony Ferguson talking about Slam City Jam on the pod and that you guys didn't know why the contest ended. As Tony mentioned, the contest ended because of the change in ownership. While the new ones wanted to make it a worldwide traveling contest, which defeated the point of it being Canadian. On top of this, NBC decided to create their own event instead of continuing the broadcast of Slam City Jam. That change took with it major sponsors. We now know this event is the Do Tour. Anyways, Tony also mentioned the need for another contest like Slam City Jam. Well, this June, there's a new skate contest being put on with the organizers of the OG Slam City Jam called the Seven Generations Cup. It's an indigenous-led event that's working with the border to bring in the top pros and a fat purse. It's happening on June 10th, 11th, and 12th this year at the Langley Event Center and looking to be a crazy event that really pays homage to the contests of Vancouver and Canada's past. Thought I'd let y'all know since you are the number one podcast in skateboarding. Love your guys' work. Listen to every episode and some a lot more than once. Keep on killing it. Burning Barnes, and thanks for everything you do for skateboarding, Evan. Hell yeah, Evan. Thanks for the info. We weren't aware of that contest yet, but um, that would be so sick if we could find our way out there and uh, participate in one way or another or just watch, whatever. That sounds awesome. Uh, Hell yeah. It's about time Canada got some more blessed events popping. Yeah. Glory Challenge. We got this. You know, we might have a little something-something up our sleeves, so... Oh, excuse me? What? Yo, shit. Just a little something-something. All I know is uh, this summer is going to be hype. Hopefully, uh, you know, I think, what, no masks here anymore. I, I just feel us slowly trending back to normalcy, and I can't wait for this summer. This summer's going to be crazy, man. Hell yeah. Thanks for the heads up, Evan. Everybody quit your jobs for two months and enjoy the summer. <laughs> yeah, real shit. All right, next up, we got an email from Elijah. I mean, sorry. Next up, we got an email from Nate Feldhouse. Elijah versus Austin. What up, Bunters? I want to know your guys' take on Elijah Burl and Austin Gillette beef. Do you think Eli changed too much to fit the FA look, a.k.a. Dylan Reader? Or is he right to change his style to adapt with the times? Let me know. Peace. Uh, Donald, did you see that beef at all? Yeah, did you not? Yeah, yeah. No, I just making sure we're, we're both aware. Yeah, I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw all of it. Um, Glorious. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was funny. But if you've been listening to the pod 
since uh, back in the day, you know that Elijah is our boy. He came to Toronto, mm-hmm. did our first live show with him forever. Thankful for that experience. Elijah's an awesome dude. And we had Austin on the pod and he was one of our favorite interviews and just an absolute legend. So this was one of those, uh, at least for me, sit back, you know, have my chuckles. No sides taken. Yeah, no sides taken. It, it was what it, I think what Austin poked the bear first and then you know you can't get if you're on austin's side uh sorry if you're yeah if you're on austin's side you can't get too mad at elijah because austin poked the bear and then elijah went off but that, that's what whatever i think they squashed it anyways so it was just entertaining did they how do you know that i thought i read that maybe not uh, maybe i'm making that dude, up. this I think reminded me of I, I think i saw on, no. on instagram or something that they I don't know. I think they squashed it, but maybe that would have been the worst phone call ever. Like apologizing or like squashing it when it's already over. You guys said your piece. Let me say one thing, bud. Nobody's lying. <laughs> yeah, imitation is the sincerest the form of flattery. Like it, it doesn't. You know, Austin's maybe is one of those ones where it's like maybe the chirp hurt because there was some truth to it, but like. It's also like the chirp was kind of unnecessary in the first place. You yeah, know what I mean, he's on a show talking about someone else. Like, obviously, you guys gonna come back. Hey, man, this shit reminded me of some good '90s rap beef, and I'm here for it. I was all ears, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, that shit was funny. Let's get it. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, Feldhouse, post office legend, man. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got a voice note from Jeff M. Let's take a listen. What's up, boys? Yo, you, y'all gotta get Jeremy Rogers on the show, man. That man is tripping right now. I don't know if his singing clips he puts on his IG is real or he's just fucking playing us, but y'all gotta get to the bottom of that. That man has lost his goddamn mind. Peace. Short and sweet. Man, it was... Yeah, it was years ago that I had some back and forth with Jeremy. Absolutely desperate to get him on the show. Uh, it just never panned out. Sometimes that happens, man. Yeah, we could reopen the case, try and get J. Rog back, uh, back on the pod, but only time will tell, man. Yeah, let's do it. Like I remember we were gonna do it a couple different times, and then the last bunt was like a Halloween. He was like, we were going to do it on Halloween, right? And he's like, oh, like, sorry, like, I got a party or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw that one coming a mile away. But, yeah, we could try again. Why not? I got a... Yeah. What was that? He had that one rap lyric that just killed me. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like... the midget one. Life short, midgets are shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it like it was so deep. Oh, shit. That just got me hyped. Yeah, Please text him if you still have his number. Let's let's try and line it up. Yeah, Season 15 it. ender. <laughs> I'll be like, skate careers are short. Jeremy cut his short up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh shit. Whoa. Wow. Um, Alright. <laughs> who's, who's next? Alright, next up. We got an email from Henry Hales. What up, fellas? If skateboarding had free agency like the NBA or MLB, what are some of the moves you'd like to see? Board brand to board brand. 
Shuko to other Shuko. Maybe send some of these dusted dudes back down to the minors or G League. Love the show. Keep doing the Lord's work. It's a good question. But man, these these are the ones where we get in trouble if we say the wrong thing. Um, yeah. Man, I love the questions where the answer just pops in your head. I haven't used my fucking brain. I know. God damn it. I would put Danny Garcia on uh, on FA. Full on. Why not? Absolutely. Comeback season. On that Gino tip, you know? Yeah. Before he just deserves the pro board. Like, I don't care what he's doing right now. Just, he deserves it, man. Yeah, I would get that board um, on my wall. Absolutely. Oh, that would be a sick board. What about Jeremy Rogers? Would you put him back on anything? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like his the last bit of footage that he was putting out, what was his shitty board brand that he had after, too? Where he, like... He had beef with winning, like not paying winning or some shit. Fuck, what was it called? Selfish? Yeah. Yeah, like that era of his was dust. I, I hated his trick selection. He wasn't the same dude. So, no. I would, yeah, he could stay unsponsored. Um, I would go ahead and put uh, our two bronze boys that have just been on the pod the last two weeks Grady Smith and Mark Humanick I'll put them straight up on Mark can be on quasi legit put him on the team obviously well deserving go ahead and throw Grady on all timers legit very well deserving man oh is Grady skate all timers no I don't think so I don't know I don't think he's as a board brand he oh just okay skates, man. I was gonna say if he's on flow that fool kills too hard to be on flow um yeah. Yeah, I like that because you just you got out of the controversy of taking someone from from one board brand to the next, and you just took someone from yeah. the minors to the majors. Yeah, free agency, baby. That's how a good team's made, you know. Yeah, for sure. Organizational oh, depth. You know what? Okay, I, I just got one. I would take Diego Najera and put him back oh. on. Put him back on April. God damn it! Please, he should have never left. I don't Monarch. know what's up with his sponsor hopping that he's done throughout his career like he had everything you you think he would want on primitive but then you go to april i understand that move you know a little smaller more focus on you but then leaving april is the one that just and now you're back on what's this shit called butterfly or something no he's on monarch which is uh yeah yeah, my bad. That's why I thought Butterfly. <laughs> butterfly? Dude, Monarch yeah. is bad, man. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes when you see dudes downgrade like that and you're just, like, bummed on the career moves, it also coincides with their skating going downhill. But I was happy to see that footage he put out for Monarch was still top-notch Diego footage. Yeah, um, he still he's, ain't playing. He's so fucking sick on a board, man. But, uh, yeah, I would like to see him back on April. Go, cool. sounds perfect. Nailed it with that one. Yeah. Um, all right, and last up for this week, we have an email from Ralph. Hey, boys, hyped to hear your voices again. Real quick, two questions. Is the pressure flip no longer illegal? They're starting to reappear more and more, caters being the latest. And second, can roll-on grinds, 50-50s specifically, get nominated as illegal? I've been seeing a lot of these lately as well. 
You trying to tell me you're sponsored and you can't ollie on the damn reel. <laughs> uh, last but not least, when's that Justin Henry safe of Benson one-on-one ball game going down? Peace, Ralph. So three questions there. Um, fuck, tough to say about the pressure flips, man. Sometimes they actually look dope. Like remember our boy, Double E, Eric Ellington had an ad doing a pressure flip over a gap, which is actually kind of fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been able to do them, so I guess they'll just remain not illegal because people like them. And I guess the tricks old is got to be tasteful this time. I, I don't like yeah. them, but if if it's Ellington, you know, I'll turn the blind eye. His actually look kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then as far as roll on grinds go, some of them are crazy, but I get your point, man. Like, I feel like that the roll on grind fad is like slowly wearing out. But there was one. What the fuck was that guy's name? What's the guy's name on Baker? With the long hair. Oh my god. Three Sammy kids. Baca? Yeah. I mean, the Sammy Baca one where he does that crazy long drop in and yeah. then rides on that huge round rail. Like, there's a time and a place for a roll on grind. I'm not trying to see someone ride off a three foot ledge onto a bike rack for 36 inches, but I'm trying to see Sammy Baca <laughs> do that long ass one. Yeah, there's a time and a place for them. Someone did, I can't remember who, I think it was. Remember Dane Brady did the crazy one that was like three stories up? Oh my God. Yeah. But, and then there was. Is his name Brady? Dane Brady? No. Dane. What's the guy on Quasi's name? Let's just leave it at Dane. Dane Legend. I just rewatched Grand Prairie. Is that what it was called? That video is a, a classic, man. His part was one of the most well rounded, sick parts I've seen in a minute good to rewatch uh but yeah there's a time and a place someone the sammy baka one though someone did like drop in feeble or smith on it too insane oh dane barker dane barker dane barker beast um brain as far as the basketball game yeah basketball game yo hopefully this summer man justin where you at man i hit you up too he's ducking me so Get in his yeah, DMs. We got let a plane ticket. I, we have I, a plane ticket for him. I fucking texted him, and uh, I'm on ice right now. So <laughs> let the man know he's the one ducking right now. He tries to say yeah. I'm ducking. He's ducking. But so we're bringing you to T dot whenever you're ready. <laughs> uh, all right, that's a wrap for the post office. Just know if we haven't read yours, uh, the inbox has been flooded. So we're just making our way. Uh, slowly but surely so don't worry if you didn't hear it this week hopefully you'll be on the next week yes sir get your emails and voice notes in the bunt live at gmail.com baby welcome to the rundown the skateboard world source for sports brought to you by the one and only steam whistle canada's premium pilsner the only buzz Man, just when I think we are done talking about the NFL, they kick down the door and hit us with something we would never expect, like trading Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. I know you guys got Juju Smith-Schuster, but to go ahead and give up Tyreek, the core of like your championship aspirations, man. It was the big three. It's always been the big three. Why not just let them ride out their whole careers, man? It, it's a very weird thing. It doesn't make sense to me. So 
I had the same first initial gut reaction, but how old's Tyreek? He's like 28, 29, something like that. Um, and we know that quarterback, quarterback careers, you know, 20 years is definitely in the realm of possibility. So my thinking was like, all right, Tyreek wants all this money. If they do re-sign him to some Devontae money, that's just going to their team we saw them lose last year right with with their elite squad now they get a whole bunch of new draft picks and you just kind of assume you have Mahomes for another 10-15 years and you know hopefully they they get some new blessed receivers I just think the timeline works for for Mahomes to kind of press the reset button a little bit but not necessarily Kelsey but um yeah, I mean, shit, man. They can't afford to to give all that cap space to fucking one player. So at first I was like, yo, what the fuck? But then I'm like, all right, big picture. Mahomes is going to be there for a minute. This might be a blessing in disguise. Okay, but the, the issue I have with it is Travis Kelsey is the one that's aging. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you keep Reek? I know that like, you want to keep Kelsey as well, but like Kelsey would be the one to trade. But he's he, much he, older than Tyreek. But he wasn't the one up for a new contract trying to get insane money. Yeah, but eventually, you're, like that's what you're gonna have to pay guys. I know that you paid Mahomes a boatload of money, but it would just make sense to me to keep the younger guy and trade away the aging guy because one of these years. Kelsey's falling off a cliff. It's going to hit. And Max Kellerman's wise words, man. Like, <laughs> especially those those tight ends take beatings, man. We saw it happen with Gronk. Uh, it's going to happen. And Tyreek looks fresher than ever. It's just, it had me scratching my head. But what made me scratch my head even more, explain this to me. I know that uh, somewhere in like our fantasy land, Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper were un- uncomparable, right? Mm-hmm. But given put in the right position, Amari Cooper can achieve somewhat close to what Tyreek Hill can as a wide receiver. Just raw talent, person to person, not not dependent on their current teams, right? Yeah. So Amari Cooper's worth a sixth round pick. Okay. And Tyreek Hill's worth a first, a second. Two fourths and a sixth. Yeah, bruv. Well, <laughs> and you're gonna have to pay him that huge money. And Amari's already got his contract. Yeah. What? Yo, I don't know. Yeah, the Chiefs should have got Amari, man. But yo, uh, I think we're used to the NFL being such like a, a boring league in terms of trades, right? There's obviously mm-hmm. free agents and and guys that get cut and shit. But this is. I feel like this is an unprecedented uh, summer for football, right? Like, there's never been this much movement. So, I I feel like these franchises don't even know who's worth what because everything's just happening for the first time at this level. So, there's there's just all types of confusion. That's my only explanation for, like, the huge differences in price tags. We Like, you said it in our group chat the other day about um, Atlanta... Wait, who was it? Did you say Atlanta pulled up with a ski mask on? Or the Colts? Yeah. They gave one third round pick. Right, yeah, yeah. 
Like when when the dust settled, they got a quarterback for a third. It's the same thing that the that the Browns did to get Amari. Like these are the teams that are gonna like. I mean, the Cleveland are also went ahead and gave away the future for Deshaun. But like those are the deals that you need to make, not these huge ones, man. Like we've seen this time and time again in the NFL. You either pay this insane amount or you pay a great value amount. Mm-hmm. So. But congrats to Tyreek Hill. Signs himself a four-year, $120 million, 72 guaranteed. And with the lack of income tax down there in Florida, he, uh, yeah, generational wealth, man. Good for him. He's a piece of shit, but good for him. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know about the good for him part. Um, but, yeah, he's 28. Mahomes is 26. Travis is 32. So we'll see, man. They, got, they just signed uh, MVS, too. Um, he's a, he's a burner. We'll see what he could do with uh, Mahomes. Gonna be yo that division's gonna be fucking crazy, man. Can't wait to peep that. Yeah. All right. Let's move away from the NFL until the next insane deal comes down sometime this week. Yeah, Baker um, Mayfield going somewhere to the crickets. Yep. No one gives Seattle, a Seattle probably. Yeah. Um. We know that Jimmy Butler ruffles feathers wherever he goes, man. <laughs> but we may have seen the ultimate move. Did he threaten to fight Eric Spolstra on the bench? Is that what happened? Yeah, I don't know, man. Some of the lip reading stuff that I've seen is pretty hilarious. Where Spolstra is like, what, you want to fucking fight me? <laughs> and then... But I feel like he was, he was going off because... The other thing I saw was Udonis Haslam was saying, "So go show them or something like, like, sh- like as if he was like yell like fr- venting his frustrations at his own team instead of the other team, and then mm-hmm. kind of lost it. And then you also see Spolstra saying, I-, "I always knew you were fucking crazy." <laughs> oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, I saw. Oh, I hey. watched like a five-minute YouTube video with like a lip-reading dude. It was pretty fucking funny. Dude, and um, shout out to you, Donis Haslam, for standing up to that man, because that's what Jimmy Butler needed. Yeah, he's like, I'll Dude. beat your fucking ass. I'll beat your fucking ass. Jimmy Butler, is he a fake tough guy? Like, I've never seen him throw a goddamn punch, but everyone, he just goes around with this <laughs> reputation as the toughest guy in the league, punking everybody at practice, but hey, no, what I, has he done, man? He ain't a fake tough guy. Remember, yeah, him and TJ Warren was sick, two guys I love, but uh, no, nah, he ain't a fake tough guy. That dude was literally homeless for stretches growing up so um he's got some nails in him yeah he's he's nails for sure but so i mean these guys know man, that was crazy to see yeah that was crazy because he had like a valid reason there was a way you could convince yourself he was in the right every other time like the chicago situation then minnesota and then philly, philly. right there was always philly yeah there was always like a teammate or someone that would like you'd understand like okay wiggins and cat were kind of soft at the time we get it mm-hmm. and then ben simmons soft we obviously get that right he had to get out of there and then uh with the bulls it was like the whole derrick rose was didn't play for almost three years then comes back and he's trying to like reclaim the team but butler's better than him that whole weird thing uh, and then they were trying to not give him the money he deserved. 
so i don't know but this 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 is the first time where it's like all right jimmy like we know the heat yeah we know they do things right there's no way you're getting anyone to side with you on this one i'd love to hear what happened but you know they ain't saying shit down there yeah so speaking of the heat man they're uh slowing down a little bit atop the eastern conference five and five in their last 10 lost three in a row it is closer than ever the miami heat the 76ers milwaukee bucks and the celtics all separated by one point or or one game or less when the dust settles who's gonna be atop the eastern conference man yo it's actually crazy i've never seen it this close uh i think this heat turmoil kind of five and five in their last 10 i don't think they're gonna hold on but i just want to take my hat off to them for being up there at this point of the season with all the injuries they've had and even now chicago's down to five hats off to them they were in first for a while with all their injuries but when the dust settles i think the celtics are just playing on another level right now so i i wouldn't be surprised and man they started horrible so it's it's crazy to see what they've the turnaround they've made so i'm i put my money on the celtics finishing with the first seed I'm going to go with the Bucks, man. Slow and steady. You know exactly what they are. They win basketball games. And uh, I just think consistency is going to uh, it's gonna play out for the Bucks. But I can see the Celtics as well, man. I mean, Philly too. Like I, I know th- I don't think the Heat will hold on, just like you said. Could be any of the other three. But just for if I was betting on it, I would bet the Bucks. Yeah, that'd, m- that'd be my second pick. And then Philly, I'd be down with. But... I remember Doc saying he was going to be resting Harden and Embiid down the stretch. So, yeah. Well deserved. <laughs> so, in one of our last episodes of last season, we picked our MVP favorites. Mine was Embiid. And who was yours? <sighs> Fuck, I can't remember who I picked. I think it was Steph. I think he went back to the well with Steph. Right, 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 right. Who was on a torrid pace before he hurt himself, obviously. Um, are we? Let's re-up and make a case for a new MVP. Or in my case, I'm sticking with Embiid. Hopefully the rest doesn't get to him. Like you said, Doc, planning on it. He's been absolutely lights out. The addition of Harden, you know, hits him a little bit. But I'm hopeful that if they do take over the Eastern Conference, he could still potentially get enough votes to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck. That's a. I want Embiid to win it because uh, I hate to be a sucker for narrative, but there's something about just a new guy winning it that's just more exciting than you know Giannis. <laughs> Giannis could easily win his third, right? And I wouldn't be yeah. mad at that. But there's just something more fun about someone new winning it. But honestly, if if I'm picking my MVP. I think I gotta go Jokic back to back, man. Yeah, what he's done to carry that team while those two other dogs are out is nothing short of amazing, man. Yeah, because the way I the way I look at it is okay, Philly. Yeah, they didn't have Simmons, but they've got Harden to end the season. But they also have Tobias Harris, who's supposed to be a stud. <laughs> you know, they had Seth. Like they had, I think their team is better. If you remove Embiid from the Sixers, I think they'll have a better record. And if you remove Jokic from the Nuggets, they're probably... 
I saw a crazy stat. He's the only guy in the MVP conversation, the only leading scorer on his team to not have a second leading scorer scoring 15 points a game. I think Will Barton's averaging 14 something. Like that really puts it in perspective. Yeah. So yeah, he really is carrying that team. Yeah. uh, Seth was averaging 15 when he was there. Tobias averaging, you know, 17 or whatever. Um, if you look at the Bucks, they've got their big three all averaging 20 plus. And then Denver, it's like Jokic is doing whatever, 27, 13, and 8 or something insane. And then mm-hmm. a bunch of, you know, mid-level dudes. Uh, I think he has the biggest impact on winning for his team. But then there's the old argument of like, oh, the best player on the best team, which would be Devin Booker. That's what I like. What he isn't even getting a sniff of respect for MVP. By far the best record in the league. Obviously had a lot of help with CP3 there for a long time this season until he went down after the All Star break. But Devin Booker this season has taken his game to a new level, man. Averaging yeah. 24 and six, I think it was. I think that last time. Steve Nash won his second. He was averaging 16 and 11. Like, Devin Booker is cooking right now, man. Yeah, I think I think it's because when everyone's healthy, I think the that... The team is savage. Like, early in the year, people, people put more value on what Chris Paul brings to that team than Devin Booker. And I think that was maybe right last year. But this year with the Chris Paul injury and they had a worse winning percentage but just seeing Devin Booker just go ballistic regularly I think people are now realizing like okay yeah we should put more respect on him but um yeah that's just it's just a crazy year like I feel like most years Booker would probably get the MVP but just what Embiid Jokic and Giannis and John Morant are doing it just kind of makes you put him in the background like Phoenix is just being slept on all year even though they're head and shoulders the best team in the league one guy who you just mentioned a bunch of guys whose names up there John Morant gets slept on a little bit too Kendrick Perkins been pushing for that MVP all year but another name that we haven't even mentioned man and the guy's absolutely lights out Jason Tatum man that's the future MVP of the league right there yeah his time's coming averaging 27 uh big big part of their turnaround because i think brown missed a shit ton of games right so the team was really on his back for a minute there super impressive man looking at the top scorers in the league this year and just seeing all the mvp candidates the judges have their work cut out for them man like lebron obviously take him out because the team's so bad but Embiid, 29.8 Giannis, 29.7 points per game uh, DeRozan 27.6 John Morant 27.6 Tatum 27 Booker 26 Jokic 26 but if I had to vote right now today I think I'd go Jokic I'm hoping Embiid closes out the season on a tear and maybe if they get the first seed it swings back to him and that's what I'm hoping for yeah I'm gonna stick with my original pick Joel Embiid and if I have to pick someone else I'm going with Devin Booker man best player on the best team in the league you can't go wrong with that vote. <clears throat> Not mad at it, bruv. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the rundown. And sadly, episode five is coming to an end. We're going to catch y'all next week. Thank y'all for tuning in. Peace. Peace.